0: You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information go to allthew.3cr.org.au
1: Sabah al good morning dear listeners, you're listening to Radio 3CR on 855 AM and Palestine Remembered with Robert Martin, Nasser Mashni, and Yusuf Ahmed Rimawi.
2: Palestine Remembered is Australia's only English language radio program that is totally dedicated to Palestine. We'd like to welcome those listening on 855 and those that will join us on podcast at 3cr.org.au. Thanks for joining us. Stay with us and enjoy the
0: episode. It is 33 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. It is Palestine Remembered. We're continuing the broadcast of the motorcade, but I have the host and producer of Palestine Remembered, Narsid Mashni, on the line. Welcome, Narsid.
2: Good morning, Giselle, and good morning, listeners.
0: As you know, we're broadcasting you uh, from about 50 cars driving down Sydney Road at the moment. What do you want to say? I'm going to literally just hand over to you to talk to the people of Coburg uh, and to talk to the people all the way from Coburg into the CBD.
2: Yeah, brilliant. Thanks so much, Giselle. And thank you to everyone that's been part of this, to Jacob and all the crew that have put this together and everybody that's there with the windows down, listening to 3CR and everybody in... uh, Sydney Coburg, thanks for listening. Tune in to 3CR for wonderful community radio and so much great contact, content, and in particular to listening to Palestine Remembered uh, in the next half an hour or so. Um, look, you know, our spirits are uplifted by these sorts of micro-actions of solidarity, of people coming to us and embracing us with their humanity and creating that better world that we all dream of, where we're all equal uh, under the sun and on this precious earth regardless of how or if we celebrate God, the colour of our skin, how we identify or otherwise. So a huge shout-out to Jacob, the team, Giselle, yourself, um, Michaela. I'm going to miss everybody's names, but everyone in the 3CR crew that's made this happen. And to everybody in the convoy, uh, know how precious each of you are to us, how dear you are. Uh, We can't thank you enough for, for actions like this. And whilst rallies are so important, they're, they're important on three different levels, and we say it all the time. Number one is for us as a community to come together and be embraced. Number two, to tell our government that they're not speaking in our name. And number three is a symbol to the Palestinians that are suffering brutally that we haven't forgotten. These sorts of actions are huge and symbolic, but it's micro actions like this. So 50 cars on Sydney Road is not that micro. Um, little individual actions, whether it be a couple of people walking into a MP or senator's office and having a sit-in, just a quiet peaceful sit-in. It might be a reading group, it might be a knitting group, it could be a sewing group. I spoke on on Thursday night with wonderful um, the wonderful Sivan Barak uh, from the Loud Collective, as well as my uh, dear friend uh, and founder of the show Yusuf Ahmed Ramawi at the Democratist League, and we had perhaps 100 people in there. We talked about all the different things we can do, and, you know, this is one of them. You know, speaking to your union, speaking to your family, speaking to your friends, they're also very important. And aside from creating the momentum towards change, the thing they do is uplift us. They uplift Palestinians who have felt so isolated, so isolated since October 8th, when leaders, quote-unquote, around this continent decided to light up public monuments in the colours of the Israeli flag, uplifting instantaneously the suffering of one community within Australia and at the same time diminishing the suffering of another community. That was fed into by Premier Minz's Islamophobic hate. I'm going to say hate. I, I, I don't know that he's actually this sort of hateful person, but certainly what he did in that um, press conference when he told Australian Jews to stay at home because he couldn't guarantee their protection. What he did was feed into a vile Islamophobic narrative that Australian Palestinians, Australian Muslims, the supporters of justice of Palestine are an angry, bloodthirsty, heaving mob. And that created such a cataclysm in the social cohesion of this country uh, between our community and uh, the rest of the community that still today, still today, is, you know, below zero. Um, And I don't know if it might ever recover and what needs to happen for it to recover. And certainly, certainly there's a lot of work to do. So these sort of actions driving down Sydney Road, you know, they're just so uplifting to us. I want to talk very quickly uh, about, you know, The world where it is, you know, the death and destruction continues. Um, The UN vetoed a a, a Security Council vote overnight, or actually in the early hours of this morning, Australia time, for an immediate ceasefire. Again, you know, protecting its imperial interests in Israel. One wonders we've got a digital genocide going on now because we're watching it live on our screens. You know, we talk to people, we say, Do you want to know what you would have done when the Holocaust was going on? Do you want to know what you would have done when um, Kissinger was bombing uh, uh, the whole of Cambodia, dropping, you know, plane loads of bombs every 10 minutes for days and years on end that ultimately precipitated the Khmer Rouge? If you want to know what you would have done when the horrors of Vietnam were happening, if you knew what was going on, well... This is your opportunity, because those horrors are being meted out onto a civilian population held captive by a brutal, imperialistic, racist regime, apartheid Israel. And if you're not doing anything, you would have done nothing in the Holocaust. You would have done nothing in Vietnam or Laos or Cambodia. You would have done nothing in Iraq. You would have done nothing. And that's a slight upon you. And those that are coming out in their thousands and in their millions, they are the ones that are truly showing humanity, saying enough that all humanity is equal. And in that, and in the West, what's happening is there is a uh, a splitting on the conversation. You know, Macron said to Israel, "You've got to stop killing women and children." And Trudeau said something about, you know, the children of Gaza are innocent. And the implication when they talk about women and children is that they immediately immediately fragment our society into quote-unquote innocent women and children and quote-unquote guilty. That every male, every adult-aged male is de facto guilty. The dehumanisation of Arab men is shocking, it's sickening, it's racist, and it's unacceptable. Palestinian men are instantly stripped of their innocence. They're terrorists. Until proven otherwise. And anyone that's seen the images of the Palestinians being rounded up, semi naked, just in their undies or shorts, put on the back of trucks in the desert, on their knees with their hands behind their heads, and God only knows what happened to them, but it, it, it eerily and eerily looks like the prelude to a, a, a massacre. It's just absolutely despicable and shocking. And as terrible as those things are, terrible as those things are, I want to talk about what tomorrow can look like, but also the 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 beauty of what I've seen. I'm in Sydney. I came up for the Australian Human Rights Commission uh, annual awards, and they present awards to uh, varying humanitarian and uh, NGO organisations, but also individuals. And I was I went in with a group of Palestinians. There would have been 10 or 15 of us, many of us in... uh, Well, my wife was in her stall. I was uh, resplendent in my suit, but also with my kefir. So many other kefirs were there. There was kefirs on Palestinians, on Lebanese, on Australians with a conscience. Brilliantly, brilliantly, you know, we all sat together and uh, in our little section and um, we were somewhat... uh, Disturbed, a little bit aggravated. Not much else we can do about it. But the oration was going to be given by um, by our Attorney General, Australia's Attorney General, the Labor Minister, who has been silent on the genocide happening in Gaza. Um, and he gave his oration. Would have been amongst the most boring uh, 30 minutes of my life. It was an election pitch about how wonderful he had been in passing, uh, passing human rights uh, legislation. And then Professor Karcher, who's a wonderful woman, spoke about the 75th anniversary of the Declaration of Human Rights. Um, And, you know, we contained ourselves as best we could and didn't say anything because, you know, obviously the UN Declaration of Human Rights being in its 75th year next weekend or during the week uh, applies for all Western countries, particularly the Ukraine, but doesn't apply in Palestine or all of... uh, Swana, any brown country, as we've seen for 75 years. Next up, we had uh, a music uh, intervention, Kayan, a wonderful Indigenous activist who will be at the Melbourne Rally this Sunday. She'll be performing on Sunday. Make sure you get along tomorrow, 12 o'clock, State Library. Kayan was accompanied by a Palestinian artist, Yara, who left Gaza when she was 13, And Kayan used her platform as a wonderful Indigenous ally, as a wonderful Indigenous ally. Not only was she wearing a kissy, she then handed over the microphone to Yara, who described Gaza, uh, for two minutes. Now, the crowd and we were stumped um, with this intervention. Um, Thankfully, we caught ourselves and let out a whoop and a cheer. Uh, Kayan came on a, a bit later in the show and... She, again, spoke about uh, her music but finished with a big Free Palestine and, and the hall erupted. So, you know, little things like that. And and they're not little things. I mean, that's a, that's a big thing. Um, but it's a big little thing. It's not a 100,000-person rally across the whole nation. And, you know, as we know, tomorrow is a national day of action. There'll be action all over this continent. And if you don't know where the action is in your Uh, suburb, city, please go to apan.org.au, there's details of all the actions and there's stuff all over the place uh, around this continent, so find out where you can go tomorrow in the National Day of Action. Um, There was in the Youth Awards section a Palestinian um, who would have been a very, very worthy, worthy winner her name is Zahra El Halali. Um, her sister, she's in Indonesia doing work, so she couldn't attend um, Couldn't attend the wards herself. Um, but her sister was there, Zahra, uh, and she was on her own Had flown in from Perth just in case Zahra would win. Um, her work is around gender equality and youth advocacy. She's a first-generation Australian Palestinian from, from Iraq. Um, she's helped to deliver Christmas Island's first leadership and advocacy summit for young people, She's spoken at the the Australian Youth at the United Nations uh, and is a UN Women's 30 Under 30 Network of Gender Equality Champions. She's just an amazing, amazing young woman. Um, Unfortunately, she didn't win the award. Um, But the the number of amazing, amazing young Australian Palestinians uh, that are working in the space of human rights, in law, in art, It's so uplifting. Um, We talk often about David Ben-Gurion saying that the old would die and the young would forget. And, you know, we say we know that the old may have died, but they were see. And the youth of Palestine, wherever they are, continue to uplift uplift Palestinians. And I'm so very excited as, quote-unquote, an elder, as I called Uncle again, much to my shock yesterday, um, uh, that, that what what is sitting behind us, and, and I'm so very excited. So thank you again, everybody in the convoy. We're going to play a song now uh, by Lowkey, a, a fantastic rap artist out of the UK. And if you're not following him on Twitter, uh, do so. He's just fantastic.
3: This is Lowkey. <laughs> This is for Palestine, Ramallah, West Bank, Gaza This is for the child that is searching for an answer Wish I could take your tears and replace them with laughter Long live Palestine, long live Gaza Palestine, Ramallah, West Bank, Gaza This is for the child that is searching for an answer Wish I could take your tears and replace them with laughter Long live Palestine while we listen to tunes made by ignorant fools Israel blocked the UN from delivering food They bring in the troops and you won't even glimpse of the news They make money off the products that we're quick to consume And it's not simply a question of different views Forget emotions, this is facts, what I spit is the truth Makes no difference if you're a Christian or if you're a Jew They're just people living in different conditions to you They still die when you bomb their schools Moss and hospitals, it's not because of rockets Please God, can you stop this all? I'm not related to the strangers on the TV. but I relate cause those strangers could have been me. Words could never ever explain the raw tragedy. It's not a war, it's just murdering more rapidly. And we are automatically supporting pure savagery. Imagine how you feel if this was your family. Forever we stand for peace, times of war We shan't surrender, remember It didn't start in this dark December Every coin is a bullet if you're Marks and Spencer And when you're sipping Coca-Cola That's another pistol in the holster of them soulless soldiers You say you know about the Zionist lobby But you put money in their pocket when you're buying their coffee about revolution sitting in starbucks the fact is that's the type of thinking i can't trust let alone even start to respect before you talk learn the meaning of that scarf on your neck forget nestle obama promised israel 30 billion over the next decade they're trigger happy and they're crazy think about that when you're putting huggies nappies on your baby Why do you think little boys are throwing stones at tanks? And we'll never really know how many people are dead. They drop bombs on innocent girls while they sleep in their bed. Don't get offended by facts. Just try and listen. Nothing is more anti-Semitic than Zionism. So please don't bring bad vibes when you speak to me. There's plenty of rabbis that agree with me. It's your choice what you do with this message. Don't get it confused. I view this. From How many more resolutions have to be violated? How many more children have to be annihilated? Israel is a terror state, they're terrorists that terrorize. I testify, my television televise, I'm telling lies. This is not a war, it is systematic genocide. But whatever they try, Palestine will never die. Palestine, Ramallah, West Bank Gaza. This is for the child that is searching for Ronansa. An Wish I could take your tears and replace them with laughter. Long live Palestine, long live Gaza. Palestine, Romala, West Bank, Gaza. This is for the child that is searching for Ronansa. An Wish I could take your tears and replace them with laughter. Long live Palestine, long live Gaza.
4: Hi, I'm Michelle Briere. Monte Dubenays, Ojibwe from Canada.
1: And I am Shakti Hayes from the Cree Nation, Canada.
4: And you're listening to 3CR
1: Community Radio.
4: And we love and support community radio. Why? Because it speaks the truth.
0: You're listening to Community Radio 3 C R. This is Palestine Remembered and we are following the Motorcade for Palestine down Sydney Road. Nasid Mashni, the host of Palestine Remembered, is on the line. Hi there, Nasid.
2: Well, thanks. Thanks, Giselle. And I understand Jacob is there and ready to speak to us. Can't wait to say hello and a big thank you. How's it going?
0: Yeah, good day, brother.
4: Oh, good. We're on the corner of Sydney Road and Victoria Street. Brilliant. Unfortunately because of the rain that not many people out on the street like they usually are but everybody who's out here are giving us a thumbs up and fist in the air and yelling free palestine back at us.
2: Brilliant. So so heartening. Thank you so very much
4: brother. Thank you brother and um I heard you before on the radio. I mean we can't hear the radio in here because because we're broadcasting we're in a soundproof van at the front of the rally. I hear you mention tomorrow's rally in the State Library. It's important that we get people down to that one as well, brother, because the, every week we've been keeping this up and we've been showing our support. I think this would be, what, the 8th or the ninth rally?
2: I think this might be the ninth because we had two in that very first week and, and it's so, so yeah. uplifting. So we've got to get everybody out there if we can. 12 o'clock, State Library.
4: Everybody out there, 12 o'clock at the State Library. Well, I've just had an update from the back of the rally. We're in front of Bunnings, La Mama, that sort of area. Correct. And the back of the rally is just approaching Albion Street. That's a fair whack of Sydney Road.
2: Thank you to everybody that's in the, in those cars and in those convoys that given up Saturday morning to support Palestine and 3CR and to all of the 3CR crew involved, Jacob, Giselle, team, Michaela, uh, you know, everyone that's involved in this is brilliant. We can't thank you enough and... and Drive safe, Jacob. and I'll, uh, I won't see you tomorrow, but I'll see
4: you next Sunday, brother. Thank you. Okay, take care, brother. And while I've got, while I'm still on the microphone, let's have a coordinated chant the length of the motorcade. Free, free Palestine. 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 Free, free
0: Palestine. Free, free Palestine. Jacob, we said a couple of things about why it's so important for everybody to be getting to these rallies, but I I still think there are some people who aren't sure what the power is of direct action and public action-like rallies. I don't know about you, but for me, over the last uh, eight to nine weeks... Um, I've noticed a, a shift in public opinion and public perception about the situation in Israel, uh, in Israel and Palestine, and the war on Gaza. What can you, what what do you say? How do, how do you uh, respond to people who wonder if um, going to rallies is meaningful or not?
4: Wow, what can I say? I can say that every major improvement in the social and political lives of the planet have well at least in the modern period have started by people getting together and I guess changing the narrative because the bosses own the televisions they own most radio they own most newspapers we haven't got access to them the only way we can get our message on the out into the public is on the street. And I was talking to a friend in Sydney last week, and this was germane to that question. We're talking about the rallies happening all around the country and all around the world. And one friend said to me, yeah, but it's so entrenched. How having rallies, brother, isn't going to change anything. Now, when I first met this bloke, it was in the mid 80s and we were outside the South African consulate calling for an end to the apartheid regime and freedom of Nelson Mandela. And if you said to me in the mid-80s or even in 1987, when I remember there was a big protest outside the South African consulate in Canberra I was at, if you told me that in four years' time apartheid would be dismantled, Nelson Mandela would be free and he would be president of South Africa... I would have said you're joking, son, but that happened, not just because of a rally in Canberra, not because of a rally in Melbourne, not just because of the massive rallies in London, but because of rallies all over the world that changed public opinion, that enabled people to say it is all right to come out in support of South Africa, in support of the people of South Africa, just like now. People are able to come out and say it's okay to support Gaza. It's okay to support Palestine.
0: I got Nasser back on the line. We lost him for just a minute. Nasser, we're talking about why it's so important to come out and addressing any people's concerns that maybe a rally doesn't change things after all. Why is it so important for people to come out?
2: It's so important because, as I said earlier, absolutely in the first instance, To a marginalised community, it lets them know that they're not alone. But secondly, as a communication tool of elevating that voice, I mean, we know most people don't want to go to a rally. Most people don't want to be out in public, you know, giving up a Sunday. So when one, but they do support the message or the cause. So when we get 10,000 people on the street, we know those numbers translate into the tens and hundreds of thousands of people who agree with that message. And so if we get 100,000 people onto the streets across Australia this weekend, and I'm sure we will, and perhaps more, what that means is millions of people in Australia are voting with us. And that is true of every poll we've done. We've done two polls since. And by factors of two and three and four to one, people are supporting Palestine over this genocidal campaign. And absolutely in direct opposition to where Australia sits today, where Australia sits with the United Kingdom that abstained Last this morning, for a a US vote with a a vote for a ceasefire, Australia is standing in solidarity with the United States that vetoed a call for a ceasefire. It's just shocking, and we should be ashamed. And this is a big call. I mean, I've been hearing it for weeks and weeks now and across this continent. There's going to be a significant electoral cost to the Labor government for, for, for its position. And if you go to apan.org.au, our latest campaign is an opportunity for you to send an email to your members of parliament and senators and to tell them explicitly that, that if they do not change their position individually, not as a party, if you, my elected representative, do not immediately call for a ceasefire, I will remember and I will change my vote because of it. Let's hold these politicians to account because they are not representatives.
0: Well, it is uh, coming to the end of the time bracket that would normally be Palestine Remembered. Nasser, thank you so much for dialling in from Sydney. I mean, you're the co-host of it. Um, Couldn't be in Melbourne today, so great that we could facilitate it this way. Uh, We're going to continue with the motorcade, that broadcast, for another hour. Nasser, next week, I think, is your last Palestine Remembered for 2023.
2: Absolutely. So make sure you all tune in. Uh, it'll be our last one. We're taking a little bit of a break, a well-earned break. Won't stop our activism, won't stop what we're doing, so make sure you stay uh, checking APAN.org.au or APAN on any of your social media platforms, Instagram or Facebook. But APAN.org.au is where you can get your information. And if you haven't joined the mailing list and if you haven't joined us as a member, please do so. We need your support. We need you online.
0: Thank you so much, Nasrd. I'm going to go out from this segment with the International in Arabic, uh, given all of the chatter we've had about solidarity and the importance of it. That's it for me for this morning. Your new host in the second part of the broadcast is Karina. We're going to go out with the International.
1: Oh, so What you you <laughs>
0: Listening to a 3CR podcast produced
1: in the studio.